0: everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Last week, I told a little story about what happened when our adult children were children. We took a week-long vacation in beautiful San Antonio, Texas. We had to pack the car and we packed suitcases and luggage on top of the car using luggage racks so we 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 finally made it back to Dallas and I drove into our neighborhood and I was like oh man this is so great to finally be home again our driveway was on an incline so as I as I approached the the the, the driveway and garage I instinctively pressed the garage door opener the garage door opened then you have to kind of you know, mash the accelerator, push the accelerator pretty strong because you have to climb up this, this incline to get into the garage. Well, in my excitement, I forgot about the fact that we had these giant piles of luggage on top of our SUV. So when I pressed the accelerator, we flew into the garage and I heard this explosion. Drywall and nails and bags were everywhere. Lisa and I looked at each other and we go, the luggage, the garage, oh my gosh. We got out of the car and assessed the damage and it was very, very costly. I had forgotten about the luggage. I had forgotten about the fact that it wouldn't fit into our garage and it caused a lot of destruction. Last week, we looked at each other and we said, hey, we can't change. We said, we all have baggage. We all have family baggage. We're lugging around on our lives. So for us to function the way God desires, we have to deal with this dysfunction. But too many of us are in did you, did you see this? We, we, we did this this week. Too many of us are in what? Not denial, but what? <laughs> Say it again. We're going to keep this on this car. Denial. We're in denial. Me? Are you kidding? Ca- well, what? I don't have any baggage. I don't have any luggage. I'm not, I'm not weighted down with dysfunction. Not me. Are you kidding me? You're Louis Vuitton Linda. Are you kidding me? You're Samsonite Sam. Are you kidding me? You're Tumi Tina. <laughs> Let's see what scripture says. Raj, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Read it together. Let's throw off what? Any extra baggage get rid of the sin that trips us up and what? Fix our eyes on Jesus. This baggage can mess us up. It can trip us up. It can cause some serious problems. We're just weighted down. Yet, how funny do we look in the eyes of God? Baggage? Me? I don't have any baggage. <laughs> Again, we have it because of our depravity, because of our sin nature. We have it because of our choices. We have it because of our family of origin. Baggage. Dysfunction. We dist God's function. Let's say, for example, just use your imagination. Let's just say that you met somebody that owned the largest skyscraper in Dallas, which happens to be the Bank of America Plaza, 72 stories tall. And let's say this person invited you and your family down to his building, and he took you to the observation deck to check out the sights and the sounds of Dallas. So you drove your denial (laughs) down to the building, VIP parking, of course, because this guy's very wealthy. All of a sudden, though, you're standing on this observation deck and your worst nightmare becomes a reality. Your son goes, Dada, I smell some smoke. You're like, smoke, that's just from that barbecue stand down there. See it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good barbecue, by the way. It's just the barbecue. And the owner goes, No, it's not. The building is on fire. We're standing on a towering inferno. Oh no, the elevator system is jammed. The stairs are closed. We're going to die. And you look and your Yeezys are melting. (laughs) Your hair is being singed. You're standing on this 72-story building and, and you look through your tears and through the smoke and the flames and you see a sole solitary figure on the building adjacent to you, across the street from you. This building is only 65 stories tall, and you see this guy kind of moving around, and he takes out a little cannon. You're thinking, what? <laughs> I'm dying? And this guy's firing a cannon? Boom! He fires a cannon. Out of the cannon explodes a three-inch wide steel cable that flies from his building to your building, and the cable, like Batman, (laughs) wraps around the air conditioning unit, and then, to your shock, you see this lone, solitary figure hop onto the three-inch-wide cable between the two buildings, and he's doing some dance moves on it, (laughs) and he's walking around, you know, Three sixties, all this stuff, and you're like... (laughs) And then you see him disappear, and you see him bring out a wheelbarrow. And he wheels the barrow. (laughs) I guess it's called the barrow. Wheelbarrow, yeah. He wheels the barrow across the three-inch-wide cable through the smoke and the flames. He wheels... The wheelbarrow right up to you. He looks in your eyes and he simply says, Get in. Get in the wheelbarrow. It's your only chance of survival. Get in. I'm going to rescue you. Get in. I'm going to save you. Get Get in. Get in. Get in. What do you do? Last week we said, remember step one, I can't change. Step two, God is the only one who can change me. And then the true change comes because of the exchange. Jesus gave his life for your sins and mine, for your dysfunction and mine. And if we receive Jesus, he comes into our lives and we exchange our guilt for his grace, our mistakes for his mercy, our sin for the savior of the world. We said that. Well, step three is the wheelbarrow step. Step three says that our great God, don't miss this, has spanned the chasm from one building to another. Our great God has sent Jesus to to fire the cable from God's side to man's side. He's crossed the cable. We're in a towering inferno. He's locked eyes with you and me. And he looks at us and says, get in. Get in. The wheelbarrow is right up in your grill. Get in, Jesus says, get in. I have a will, W-I-L-L, barrow for you. Get in. Some of us have gotten in. Others of us here, we don't comprehend our true condition. Again, we're in denial. (laughs) Fire. (laughs) Yeah, my Yeezys are melting. Yeah, I have blisters on the bottom of my feet, but I can take care of my situation. Yeah, I'm the man. I'm the woman. I don't really have dysfunction. I don't really have issues. I can do what I need to do. Well, the Bible says this, Satan, who is the God of this evil world, has made him blind unable to see the glorious light of the gospel that is shining upon him, or to understand the amazing message. We preach <laughs> about the glory of Christ who is in God. That verse keeps going, doesn't it? <laughs> so the person standing here in denial doesn't get it. So then we have the person who blames. You're, you're standing there on the observation deck, you're in a towering inferno, and you blame others. It's my coach's fault. My parents' fault. It's my grandfather's fault. I'm just this way. I can't help myself. Well, that's like saying, okay, I'm 6'8", 225 pounds. I have 5% body fat and a 40-inch vertical jump. I can't help myself. I just got to play in the NBA. No, you have a choice. That's what the homosexual crowd says. Oh, I just can't help myself. Yeah, you could be predisposed to homosexuality. You have a choice. Oh, I just have to sleep around, go from bed to bed. I'm just that way. You know, my, my father was a, was a ladies' man. I just can't help myself. What are you smoking? Because you probably are. We have a choice. We all have predisposition. We all have, we all have tendencies. I understand that because... Look at, our, look at our background. Look at our origin of the family of origin. A crooked landscaper, Adam, and a diva mom, Eve, chose to sin, chose to rebel. We have that tendency. So we all do. Join the club. I'm not talking about genetics. I'm talking about something much more powerful than that. I'm talking about synetics. In Hosea chapter 4, verse 4, let's go, Raj don't point your finger at someone else and try to pass the blame to him. But the Bible says this. And another reason we don't get into the wheelbarrow is because of fear. We're, we're, we're fearful. Oh no, what if I jump in the wheelbarrow? Where will Jesus take me? He might, he might uh, take me to Borneo and I'll become a missionary. Or he might, he might crash my fun. Or, and we don't. Really trust him. I'll be less of a man or less of a woman. We don't really trust him. He has the best way for us to function. Right. His way works. And then some of us do this. We take out <laughs> our our duffel bag of dysfunction, take a knee, and we go, oh well. Okay, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. 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 You want to take me out, but look, I've got this approval. Situation, And maybe you grew up in a family where, where you're just trying to hear the words that you never heard growing up. You matter. You're great at that. I love you. A lot of people are being driven by that. Or, 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 or resentment, resentment, resentment. Um, you're just, you just resentful. It was unfair, the, the hand that you were dealt. Unfair, you say. Egotism. Pride comes before every single sin. It's the precursor of every sin, pride, pride. You can't go on an anger fit unless you have pride. You can't go and take the lure of lust unless pride is in play first. You can't get greedy unless you're prideful or envious. It's ugly, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, ugly, pride is. Then we have promiscuity. Why are people going, you know what? I don't want to get married. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get married. They're, they're saying that because they grew up in a divorce situation and they have zero trust in the institution of marriage. Right. Criticism. I want people to feel as miserable as I feel. I mean, you know, I grew up where I was criticized or where I heard criticism, and what do we do? We either repeat it or repel it, and a lot of us repeat it. I'm just going to... I'm just going to build. I'm going to build a wheelbarrow wall. I'm not going to get in. I see what I'm saying to you. I'm just to... anxiety. Oh, that's another major, major situation from dysfunction. Anxiety, anxious. Too much pressure was put on kids at too early an age. Couldn't handle it, and now they're adults. They're about to lose their mind because of what anxiety. Deception. It's so funny. I talked about deception last week because in deception from a dysfunctional situation, we're just deceptive just to be deceptive. We've seen deception and we've seen truth and we've seen the capriciousness of that. So a lot of people just lie, just, just a lie. Forgiveness. That's another one. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is the greatest gift So often that you can give yourself, and maybe you grew up in a family where there was no forgiveness, or maybe you're harboring this hurt, and you're like, I'm not going to release my father. He took advantage of me. He said that, or that person, or that situation. But we build that on the wall that keeps us from the wheelbarrow. Control. I was out of control, my family was, so I'm going to be in control. And maybe someone in your family controlled everything. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe you're like, oh, my mother ran the show. She controlled my father. I mean, it was sad. Talking about domination. Control. Isn't that something that, that, that we deal with? Uh-oh, no, it's not going to work. I'll just do that <laughs> like that. Because I can't control it. <laughs> Perfectionism. Maybe that's you. Anger. Oh oh, oh, man. Took those emotions, stuffed them down as kid. You stuffed them, you stuffed them, you stuffed them, and now they're coming out. You watch it, it'll happen when you got older. Gotta deal with that stuff. Trust issues. I mean, a lot of us have a hard time trusting because we've been messed around so much. We've been betrayed so much. So we're on this side. Jesus is on the other side. It's the wheelbarrow step. We're in denial. We blame. We're fearful. We're not desperate enough. So we use these things, and we double down on our dysfunction. And when we double down on our dysfunction... It brings us to our knee. Maybe you're down on one knee. Put the other knee down. Because these things, these things will bring you to the bottom. Rock bottom. And you might be saying, Ed, I'm at rock bottom, man. I'm, I'm sitting on the last row The last seat in the balcony up there, and I am at rock bottom. Good. You know why I say good? Because if you're at rock bottom, now God can build a foundation, and the rock is named Jesus in your life. Number one, I'm powerless, God. Number two, the second step you're powerful. You sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. And I want to get into the wheelbarrow. I bought this coat today. You like this coat? I do. I do. I do. I bought it and it was too big. And I had someone like, like tailor it after I bought it. It's cotton. Cause I sweat a lot up here, lactating. And <laughs> What? (laughs) Anyway, I know I'm sweating like a pack mule, but all right, this is a magic coat. It's magic. And you might be thinking, okay, it's just, it's it's 100% cotton, which I like. And normally I like to preach in it because I do perspire and it's not as hot as some of the other coats. Some of the other coats I'm drenched, okay? But this coat is a magic coat and this coat has a real strong self-will and when I bought it over there at last call, this, this coat is laced with, with technology. Now watch this, okay. Hey, coat, you won't believe this. Lift your right arm, please. Please. Listen, I said lift your right arm. You've done it before. Lift your right arm. Use your determination and willpower, okay? Lift your right arm. pathetic. Okay. Now, Pope, this is easy. Stand at attention. Watch this. Works every time. This code I'm telling you with the technology and the willpower, stand at attention. One, two, three. Helpless and hopeless, his old coat. But if I put the coat on, if I put the coat on, when Jesus comes into my life, when I admit that I'm helpless, I can raise my right arm, I can stand at attention, I can get in the wheelbarrow, and he will give me true, supernatural change. I'm helpless, I can't do a thing, I'm like the coat. Have you admitted that? Have you said, Jesus, you're all about change? I mean, you're allowing these things to keep you from Jesus when... Get in, he's saying. And we can take all the blocks... And put them in. Oh, turnover. <laughs> Have you done that? Or are you still trying? Hey, I can do it. Raise my right arm. Stand at attention. I can do it. You're building is on fire. You're standing on a towering inferno. I don't care how good looking you are, how smart you are, how big you are, how bad you are, how rich you are, you're on fire, man. Get in the wheelbarrow. Get in the wheelbarrow. Jesus, my friend, has pushed the wheelbarrow up to you. He's locked eyes with you. He said, I love you. I've forgiven you. I have a plan for you. Get in. Won't you do that? Father, in the name, it's above every name. Thank you, Jesus, for for this time. And I thank you for those here who've gotten into the wheelbarrow, and for those, God, who need to take and make that step, you've taken down the wheelbarrow wall. You've bridged the gap for our sin. Just say, God, I can't change, I'm helpless. But God, you can change because of the exchange. And right now, I put everything, all of my dysfunction into your wheelbarrow. Thank you for listening. And thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com.